we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to another edition of a Purely Arsenal sit-down podcast. We're back and Michael Harris is back from Arsenal Bubble podcast. How are we doing, Mike? How are you doing, Jack? I thought if Arsenal's coming back into the fold, then I might as well, you know, jump back on. Uh, great to have to to be back, man. It's um, obviously a uh, pleasure always to speak to you guys about, about football, you and Neil and, and James. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me back and obviously talking about our wonderful team still at the top, still doing business. Yeah, yeah. M- mental, mate. Just to mention, Arsenal Bubble doing massive things. I've seen you on YouTube. I've listened to a few as well. I don't get to barely record my own one, but I, I do listen to a few of your podcasts. You, Neil, James, Stefan, who I don't know very well, but I, I listen Stephen, to him. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he's um, he's great stuff you do. guys. So it's on YouTube, but it's on Twitter to find the links, Arsenal Bubble, at yeah. Arsenal Bubble, but mainly on YouTube, right? It's all, it's on yeah. all the all the streams yeah. as well. Yeah, it's on the yeah, it's on the uh, Spotify and, and stuff like that. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah appreciate that. But yeah, it was a uh, thanks to, to to you know your inspiration and that, that man down there, uh, Mr. Shah. You know his input as well. Um, the legends. Um, yeah, Neil, did, going did, for did. record podcasts in this year calendar year. Okay. <laughs> neck. I record one with Neil. I post it. He's done six others already. <laughs> Have you, heard, have you heard what he's doing? He's doing for comic relief, isn't he? He's going to do a pod, uh, for the pair of the pod a day for for like you know for like a week. Yeah, it's just gonna... Jerry, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, waiting for, for Neil's, Neil's own channel. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, it's it's quality and quantity. Neil Shah's here with us as well. Neil, how are you? Merry Christmas. Thanks, Jack. I'm good. Um, yeah, good to see you boys. I'm back after a little break for something that took place. Now, congratulations to Argentina and Messi. I was pleased that Messi yeah. finally got his uh, got his got his uh, pinnacle trophy. Um, but Merry Christmas to you all, and uh, good to be back. Yeah, yeah. Purely on a football side, it was a it was a really enjoyable mm. World Cup. Obviously, lots of other stuff to to talk about, which we're not going to yeah. get into too much today. But but there was obviously controversy, and rightly so. But it was a fantastic footballing World Cup. I thought um, it was it was really interesting, but just very strange, very very strange moment. And it's from an Arsenal perspective, which is obviously the most most important thing. Um, I was very nervous. I, I didn't really want to talk about this game too much leading up to it. I was very nervous because it, it was basically like a new season. It, it basically kind of is. And if you look how teams change from season to season, take Liverpool for example. Um, it, it you know you look at it and go, oh god, you know that the break. Possibly didn't come at a great time um, for us, but I was really encouraged. I want to get your your thoughts on it to see n- not just the result, but how we played from from moment one to, to moment ninety, and perhaps not scoring that early goal that was very unlucky not to get. Told us maybe a little bit more about the team that then that it would have done if it was just a straightforward, you know, um, win. Which mm. I think if we'd scored that first goal, it would have been because I don't think West Ham offered nothing. They had a point two four xG without a penalty. That's effectively about what Chelsea had when we went to Chelsea. Remember how dominant we were at Chelsea? I mean, we smashed them, didn't we? And that was basically what they had. Um, they, there was nothing from them really. Um, but Neil, I want to get just before we talk about the game. Um, it was a kind of historic day in a way that I, I didn't really think it was going to be but we found out sort of throughout the game Thierry Henry was there reporting um, but then obviously Arsene Wenger was there 
just talk to me about the atmosphere after being away for six weeks, what it felt like, what was the vibe like, and then obviously when you found out um, the, the the legend that is Arsene Wenger finally had returned after all these years to, to his home. What a lovely game for him to come back to, eh? Um, yeah, very different for me because uh, for the first time in a long time, I was in the North Bank of the Emirates, which I haven't been for for, for a while, um, simply because I always tend to prefer to get the, the seats near the upper tier of the clock end. So I'm just above the away fans. I just like just being above them. Um, but because tickets become so difficult to get hold of now, uh, we normally go, there's three of us that normally go and we were all spread out. So one was in the clock end, one was in, I was on the north end, one was on the east end because it's just so crazy to get tickets now. And we, if we get them, you, you're basically spread apart. So I've, I got the, I got the draw, luck of the draw with the North Bank. And it's the first time I've been to a game for years where I've stood for the whole match, didn't sit sit down once because they're all standing there. And I don't know if you saw at the beginning, there was that big flag saying North London is red. I was right underneath that. So that's where I was sitting, just kind of behind the goal. So it was a really good atmosphere. It was standing. It was, it was nice because they are thinking of bringing that back in to the stadium. Um, And it really does energize you that much more. It's bizarre. You wouldn't think it does, but by sitting down, I think it takes a little bit away from your, energy levels when you're standing up i suppose that's why singers tend to stand when they sing so they get more i don't know out of their voice or whatever it is but it just seemed like a different different kettle of fish and my god yeah um the atmosphere just as as it was when we left off the same thing again everyone was in good voice all singing all cheering going mental you know we could hear even the ashburton army which is on the opposite side still hear them uh, you get the drums going on. Um, but yeah, that moment when, and oh, just before I talk about that, even when we went one nil down, straight away the crowd got behind the team, straight away. You know, this is this is the difference. This is the key difference. We've mentioned it in previous pods, but the key difference is when we used to go one nil down before or two nil down, the crowd would turn on our own players. Now they get behind the players. doesn't matter even if it's a, a fault by one of our players. Get behind even that particular player, start singing their name. And yeah, it was great. But when we when we got that, took that lead, and then all of a sudden, Wenger's thing came up on the big screen. Oh man! Every, it's so interesting well, how they kept it so quiet. And yeah, maybe, that, maybe that, I think Arteta alluded to that that's how he wanted it, right? Yeah, you you said you mentioned that when we were off um, on the WhatsApp group, and I think you, you, you got you got something there, Jack. I think you're right. Um, but I, I like that. That was great. It was yeah. a complete shot because it kind of it just it just it heightened the moment by doing it that way. And everyone, Wenger's here. It's Wenger, it's Wenger. Everyone, everyone around. And then everyone started singing. There's only one us. It was, yeah, it was great. It was so emotional. I can't tell you. It's making me kind of choke up now. But, you know, the man deserves the greatest of respect, not just from Arsenal fans, but I think from footballing fans. If you're a true football fan, you have to respect what he is. And even as he comes across now, if you, you guys listen to more stuff than I do, but when you hear him, when you hear him just talk about life in general, as well as football, he's just such a classy guy. And he yeah. deserves every accolade that you can throw at the man. And I'm so pleased he was returned because I know there was a little bit of distaste, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of needles when he, when he left. I don't think he wanted to go. He felt that he was more encouraged to go rather than it be of his own kind of volition. And I think it's, it was hard for him to come back, but he's come back, I think, at the right time. I think very poignant. I think he's come back at the season that we're going to win it. I think it's great. 
Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. It was very emotional and, and, and touching to see. Mike, t- touch on that, of course. How can you not touch on the winger moment? But um, also just give me your over- overall thoughts on what was a really sort of nail-biting game from an Arsenal perspective. We've only been down three times this season. Obviously, we lost at Man U, var, 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 but Fulham as well at home, which we came back from. And uh, over the years under Arteta, it's been something that he's been kind of hit over the head with that we can't... We're not able to show the character to come back from losing positions. Obviously, you never want to be yeah. in a losing position. But just your yeah. overall thoughts on it, Mike, and, and Wenger, of course. Yeah, it's funny with, with the whole uh, Wenger situation. Um, he's watching it, obviously, at home and watching it with the wife. And obviously, my wife works at, at, at Arsenal. She's been ill for the last couple of uh, weeks, and yeah. we both have. And uh, she couldn't go. And uh, we, we, we had the, the game on. And... I think after about 15 minutes, I think they, you know, they just popped, Arsene Wenger just popped his, they popped his, his uh, image on the screen and we both looked at each other. You know, he, he, what's, he, what's, he do, what's he doing there? And there was this like literal, literally like electric shock of, oh my God, you know, all these like ramifications of everything. Actually, it's him. He's at the stadium. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, it's the first time he's been back at the stadium. He's actually yeah. there. So, you know, so many emotional things just went through your head in that like, split second. And, and, and um, and because it wasn't a reaction in the crowd, you know, I think what, something what they did uh, with like Infantino in the World Cup, where whenever they showed him on the, on the on the TV, that meant they showed him on the on the big screen, and then he kept on getting booed, and then it changed it. So they only would show him on TV, and it wouldn't be transmitted mm-hmm. to the screen. So I think that's what they did. They managed to show him sitting there because they showed him a couple of times at first half. So I messaged you guys. It goes, you know, Wenger's there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and it, there's not been any reaction. And like Neil said, it wasn't until we scored that goal, the second goal, and then they showed, they actually showed him. And then it was like everyone then, cause I said to my wife, I said, if they knew that he was there right from the beginning, they would have been singing his name all game. And that might have been a little bit of, you know, the, the concentration might have gone, the focus might have gone a little bit, you know, because the players would have been a little bit under pressure. So it was a really good move. From the club, whoever it was, you know, Arteta, um, Vinay, you know, and, and the Cronkies were there in front row as well last night. Um, yep. both, both Stan and, and, and Josh. So it seemed like they all did worked on this and it was great to see him there. It was just, um, you know, it must have been really weird because he didn't look, he didn't look comfortable at all. He, looked, he didn't look like he was happy to be there, to be honest. <laughs> he looked like he was really comfortable, uncomfortable. His wife was there with him. And, um, cause that must have been the first time he's, he's gone. An Arsenal game's gone on. A senior men's senior game's gone on, and he's not had anything to. He's not been sitting down there. He kept. It's like he was kept on looking down you know, on that seat, thinking that's that's my seat. I should be sitting yeah. down there. So that was that was just surreal. It's just it's just amazing, and uh, the fact that two two boy two Hayden kids scored as well. Um, it went, well, I'm sure when Eddie scored, you saw the smile on his face because he's the one that gave him his debut. Um, I mean, but yeah, it was just, you know, it was just magical. It was just great to see him back there. And hopefully he, they should just, you know, they'd end up naming, hurry up and name the stadium after him, you know, or the Emirates Stadium, yeah. just name it after him and get it all do- over and done with. But um, on the game, um, yeah, a little bit of rust. A little, you know, it looked like we were reverting back to the little over, you know, overpassing a bit. We tried to be a little bit too cute. You know, the times when we should have pulled the trigger when we didn't, it was, it was an extra pass. And then it would just go out to Tierney and he would just cross it. And then, you know, Fabianski or whatever, or Dawson would just head it away. Um, so yeah, it looked a little, little bit rusty. They weren't really using, uh, for, you know, hitting Eddie as, 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 as quickly as he, as he could have. And I think it was, they were just worried, I think, with, with what West Ham were doing. They we were pretty clued up to what they were doing. They were just hitting. Uh, diagonals over to to um uh to to to, to 
what's his name? Um, Jared Bowen, his, yeah, on the, on the Jared road. Jared Bowen, yeah. yeah. Just hitting them over to him, you know, and just getting in the foot race with, with Tierney and, and, you know, a lot of their joy. And obviously the, the, the situation, the, the penalty came from there. And it looked like we fell into a trap where we were a little bit worried. We don't, we don't want to overcompensate because, you know, Antonio, you know, those three, Antonio Benrahma and, 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 um, and Bowen, they just sort of had it, had us a little bit, you know, thinking, you know, the other way a little bit. Um, but we still dominantly dominated the possession of the ball. We, 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 you know, literally all the stats, like you said, you know, we're all in our, in our favour, shots, passes, whatever, what have you. Um, yeah, it was just a little bit of blowing the cobwebs out, thinking a little bit, you know, we totally dominated that game. Um, but, uh, but no, it's just West Ham, West Ham always, for a spell in a game, they always give us a little bit of trouble, don't they, at, 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 the, at home. And then we tend to turn them over or we'll, we'll, we'll get a fortunate sort of goal and then we'll, we'll end up winning quite easy. But, um, but no, it was good. It, it, it was, it, it answered a lot of questions again last night. I think as, as you, as you were saying, Jack, I think we are, there's a couple of questions thrown our way and we answered them. You know, we went behind the game. We did, we, you know, we, we, we did came back, um, and, and not, you know, maybe it was a little bit fortunate with the, the way the first goal happened, but at the end of it, there was no there was no doubt in in it. We could, we could have been a couple more goals. Could have been four or five one. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the end, um, but no, yeah, it, it all bodes well with what we've got to come the next two. Uh, yeah, tougher games on paper at least to to yeah. to come. Absolutely, and I agree with all what you said on, on Wenger. It must have been it must have been very odd for him to be back in a, in a different capacity. Um, people cheering his name, but knowing that he's. You know, I, I think that it's a perfect moment. If he come back during the Emery era or, you know, when there was still some animosity towards how he left and staying too long and da-da-da, obviously, I think you know, whoever's timed it, whether it's the club or him or collectively, it feels um, a poignant moment to, to to come back. It feels kind of like a perfect time. And it, I thought it was perfect, very Wenger-like performance. You know, how many times have we been playing on a Wenger and been like, oh, well, why are we one nil down here? You know, and then, you know, you've got to, you've got to go again. But really, like you said, I, th- I thought, I couldn't really argue with any of the decisions in the first half, but they were so unlucky. You know, clipped off Saka's heel for a lovely fit. And I was like, okay, it is offside, but it's just ridiculous. The penalty, from my perspective, the penalty was actually Saliba and Gabriel's fault. I don't know why Gabriel, clearly our weakness, if if there is one in this team, is is the left side, right? Doesn't matter if Tierney or Sinchenko is playing. That ball over the top, over the top to Jared Bowen or to to Salah for for Liverpool, right? we're vulnerable there and the way we we usually stop that is just be by keeping the ball and that's why he plays Zinchenko right because he's kind of like a cheat code that brings into midfield and all that sort of stuff and we rely on Gabriel to win those one-on-one duels but I I was in the moment I was really frustrated that Gabriel had sprinted beyond his midfielders basically to win a header and I was like I don't know I remember going why has he done that and then suddenly Saliba's out of position and it was a bad tackle by Saliba he did look a little maybe a step off what he was but he hasn't played a game for proper game for, for a month and a half has he so what do you expect? I thought it was good commitment from him to just throw straight back into the team, really. He had one training session or something. So, But yeah, it, I mean, I guess it's a pen. It's annoying because you know he's dived, but there's contact. So he's taken two or three steps after it, but it's, they're going to give it. So he's never going to overturn it. Um, Mike, I know you said offline, why, why can't we have a goalkeeper that saves penalties? And yeah, just, sometimes you just look at it and go, we're ne- we're never, you know we're not saving anything unless it goes wide like Bruno Fernandes is one, right? But we go in at the break. I was, I was so frustrated, honestly. I, I, can't, I couldn't remember the feeling and my kids are looking at me like, why has he hasn't been doing this for a few weeks? And I was like, yeah, well, it's back now, isn't it? So, and I was like, oh God, I was like, my chest was hurting and stuff like that. It was terrible. I don't know, I don't think it's healthy. But um, Neil, second half. Uh, feel free to touch on any decisions in the first half. I, I felt, I felt we were reluctant. Neil, just um, Eddie, obviously the big 
new starting component of the team. I felt Eddie looked really sharp throughout, but I felt we were reluctant to go into him as often as we did Gabriel Jesus in the first half. I felt there was balls on for Eddie, and they when we went to him, they were sticking quite well, but we'd go wide and we'd put a lot of crosses in. And it frustrated me because Jesus is probably better in the air than Eddie, but I, that's 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 meat and drink for West Ham six foot four centre backs to just whip balls in, isn't it? I mean Tierney was probably loving it, but I, I felt it was a bit it was um, a bit easy for them. Um, what, was your, what, what was your thoughts on that first half? Just felt like we didn't test keeper enough. No, no. I, from where I was sitting, so right behind the goal, looking directly. So I saw a lot of what Saliba was doing. And from what I saw of him, he broke up a lot of play um, and he was defending quite well. But I, I, I know what you mean uh, regarding the goal. But I thought generally he wasn't bad considering if he's only had one training session, I thought that's not bad at all. But we were all getting frustrated because we just thought, we just keep doing the why thing, the why thing, the why thing. Nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. It's hard because from where we were, it's hard to see what's happening at the other end of, of you know, I've seen the highlights and then you see a different perspective. So you see, oh, actually, that wasn't quite a bad manoeuvre. But when you're where we are, it's kind of eye level. It's, it's you know, you're, you're level with the pitch, if you like, and it's, it's harder to see. But from what we saw, we thought, why are we delivering more directness through the, mid, through the middle? Why is it all this wide stuff? It's just not working. And it felt a little bit back again, like the old school style again. And we thought, no, this is going to be one of those games where we dominate possession and we don't get nothing from it. And especially when they got the pen, we thought, wow, so we're actually one nil down. As you alluded to earlier, Jack, saying typical Wenger, all the possession in the world and the goal down. How has this happened? I was nervous. I've got to say, with all my confidence this season, I have to say, I was worried about this game. I think maybe because we haven't been playing for a while. But I was truly worried about this game. And I think... I know the importance of getting the points in this game because I know we've got a hell of a hard time coming up in succession in January. We've got a hard run of games. So we need to keep that buffer there just in case, just in case um, we drop points here and there. Um, so I think that's why I was extra nervous. But I thought we were just doing too much on the wings. It wasn't working too, too well for the first half. And then I think the going into the halftime team talk, I think Arteta must just said, just be more direct. What are you doing? You know, you, and the other t- the other thing I noticed, how many times could they have shot on goal and they didn't? Again, it was like trying to walk the ball in the net. You know, there were chances and you think, shoot, shoot now, you've got a chance. No, no, let's play that extra ball. I think they were trying to play that one, two ball too many uh, and do the perfect goal. As, as And it's lovely to see. But sometimes we just need to get, especially if it's a little, we're a little bit rusty, um, as you guys have said, and we just need to get our confidence back with the team. Just get that goal, no matter how you get it, just do it. Even if it's a dirty goal, just get it. And then we can settle down. But to be honest, I love the fact that their mentality is still strong. They've come back. Arteta's obviously said something to them in the right way at halftime. And the second half was a different game. Completely different. And funny enough, you say that, trying to walk it into the net, Mike. And then the first goal really came from, I think, our best player on the pitch, but taking basically a wayward shot. Um, from from distance and Saka following it up and the composure from Saka was was incredible but I thought it was offside I didn't I don't know if you did but I I didn't celebrate at all I was just I just sat there for about five seconds I was like that's offside Um, but he was nowhere near offside was it Um, but uh, might touch on Odegaard I thought Odegaard was was brilliant and that's one thing he's doing isn't it Um, people have complained about Odegaard with output they've said you know he's nice feet but he doesn't get goals and assists he's now joint top or just below Saka with one six goals four assists so far for Odegaard you think of the ones that people haven't put away this season from him that's quite incredible isn't it yeah the 
he was on it right from the very off. Um, there was a pass he made to Shaka. Yes. And he just sort of was on his heels a bit because I didn't I, I, he just didn't think he'd have the the vision to find him. Or it, and then when he realized it was too late, and if he if he did kind of done what Saka did, he would have like controlled it and then didn't fire it, and that would have been probably one of the one of the assists of the of the season. Um but yeah, he was his his manipulation of the ball and, and his the way his his ability just to move around the ball, you know, he you know, um Again, right, right, the very end that that drag back he did when he totally done uh, Paqueta and I forgot who else it was. He he, uh, he he totally done him on the touchline and the crowd went up. It was like another goal work went in when 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 he did that. You know, you know the other crowd love love a bit of uh, skill and stuff. But um, yeah, he was amazing. I think um, you know for this running, we, we really got to look at the players who didn't feature in the World Cup uh, as the ones who are going to be maybe a little bit fresher and, and you know I know again they haven't played competitive games but they'll just maybe have you know a little bit fresher legs come come to running and I think if he's doing what he's doing at the moment uh, if, he, if he's playing at that level after that break you know what is he going to be like once we've had a few games under, under the belt so obviously you could say the same with Saliba who looked a little bit heavy and that's going to happen, right? Because the guy hasn't played top level football for for six weeks. He's been playing doing training where you've got to go, at, you know, certain certain points, eighty percent, seventy percent, because you don't want to injure the, the top guys because obviously it's a tournament football. Um, so you know he's got obviously two big games coming up, you know. So hopefully at, on the other side of that, he'll be back to that sharpness, uh, and and everybody else will. So um, yeah, if it, but you know, the way he he played, some of the passes he was making last night and. Um, the fact that he's confident enough to, to to be taking shots on the edge of the box and things like that, which what's something which you know again Neil touched on, just shoot. We weren't you know he wasn't doing that last season at all. Uh, early guard, you know, the amount of times he just shirked responsibility, um, and he and he's doing that. You know, I think he, I think we go back to the first game, Palace. You know, there's a couple of occasions where he he should have had two at least two goals that game, and I think people had a word with him and said, look, you know, you got to pull the trigger. You're good enough. You got to pull that trigger. And he's and he's done it to be fair. He did it obviously against Fulham a couple of games later and stuff like that. So, um, but no, if he carries on like that, I'm not, you know, there'd be a certain retired German uh, playing his Xbox or, or PlayStation, um, looking at that. And I'm sure when he plays a FIFA again, he'll be picking Odegaard as as a, as his uh, career player or his, his, his whatever and uh, and going from there, mate. That's what I'm sure sure about that. You're on mute. <laughs> there's, a, there's a sorry. It's just been a while, isn't it? It's been a while. I don't know. You can tell when we've had oh, high no, Um Sorry, sorry. Um, you, but the one thing he does different to Ozil is he does both sides of the game, doesn't he? I mean, everyone yeah. under Arteta does both sides of the game, but he's typically the top of the running stats. Of, um, you know, his ability to work back, track back, win the ball is 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 quite unique for a sort of number 10 position. Um, but there's he's needed. Thing, there's one thing I say, sorry to jump in here. If you if you watch the, the game back in the second half, especially there was there's been there's about three or four occasions where he got the ball, Odegaard got the ball on the right, and the pace that he's running at West Ham defence is like bloody hell, you know, and he's really going. He's not you know you know loitering and trying. He's getting the ball and he's just going. He's proper driving at him, and I don't know what again. That's something that Arteta said. You know, if you do that, then you totally unsettle the defence. If someone's coming at me at 100 miles an hour like that. And has the ability to pop a ball off for a wall pass or whatever, then 
that's just going to create loads of space, loads of con- confusion. But yeah, it was amazing. So, you know, I, I, I was, I watched that a couple of times, you know, the, the pace that he was running at, at, at West Ham at the back line when he had the balls it was amazing. So yeah, you know, long may it continue, man. The guy's just been, he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal yesterday. Yeah, 30 million bargain at this at this point. But he's looked like, followed on where he left off, obviously scored the two goals, didn't he, at Wolves uh, before, last game before the break. And he, he just followed on from there, right? Obviously, um, I think Arteta alluded at the end to um, him just being unbelievable in Dubai, right? He was just like, he was leading by example, clearly so fresh, but like giving absolutely everything in every training session. He does seem like that. He's got this very, very unique kind of character where he wants to carry the team. And the captains, for a lot of people talk about, Xhaka being a captain but he really leads by example Odegaard maybe not the most vocal but but technically just unreal I I, I start to liken him a little bit more to Sadi Kazola but he, he kind of reminds me of that player that can filter deep and move in the different positions and he doesn't come he comes off a lot later than a lot of number 10s do even if you watch like De Bruyne and people like that if they're winning games they, they'll hurl off De Bruyne at 60 70th minute we don't do that with Odegaard because he just works so hard for the team and if Fabio Vieira's coming in for him he's got to do both ways and I don't think I love Fabio Vieira I think he's going to be fantastic but he's got to learn how to do both ways of, of the game yet and he's not quite got that down yet despite the fact he's terrific on the ball as well but um Neil, I mean, we can't not talk about Bakayo Saka, but we always talk about him. I think we've got to talk about Ben White as well. But Bakayo Saka is involved in... No goal happens without Bakayo Saka. Even the third goal, I think he wins the ball back um, somewhere in our own half or something. And then the move starts. I mean, the guy... I don't really know uh, much more that I could say about him. I, the, the best sort of compliment I could give to him is if they were to vote for the PFA Player of the Year award right now, I'd be stunned if he wasn't in the top three. I'd be stunned. I mean, I don't, I don't know who's ahead of him. Harland, maybe Harland's ahead of him. Um, maybe you could argue that. Who? No one else is though. Who else is ahead of him? I don't know. Maybe if it is, it's another Arsenal player. But. Neil, we've got, we're the only team in the league with, uh, four players with over five goals in the Premier League this season. So while well, Harland's got 64 goals, they haven't got a, you know, they haven't got the collective five or whatever. So, but, um, for the second goal, Declan Rice, the, the future, you know, of, of England and Arsenal, apparently. Um, I can't, I can't stand that one, but, but, um, he bodies Declan Rice. He's a foot smaller than him. Bodies him. I was, I was off to a chair at that point. There was 10 seconds before the goal. Yeah. He just, he's so, he's only five foot eight. He's so strong. But, um, Talk about the second goal, Neil. I got Van Persie vibes against Barcelona, Perez versus Tottenham away in the 5 4. Do you remember that one? We stopped all, all of that. But if you watch it, everyone says goalkeeper's terrible. But he's so quick. He's so quick, Neil. I don't know what you can do. Can't do anything. He's lightning quick. Yeah. We keep, we keep talking about how he's getting better each game, getting, getting better by game by game. We just got uh, everything he does is fantastic. The fact that he's, uh, he was playing at the World Cup as well. And you know what was nice to hear from Arteta? He said they actually all wanted to come back early. That's how keen they were to get back into the stride, getting back into the club and just doing what's right for the club. Oh, that is the most encouraging thing you can hear. None, none of them wanted rest. He said, no, 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 let's go for it. I, I bet you if Jesus hadn't been injured, he'd be the same as well. Yeah. And that says a lot about Arteta and what he's, what he's built at, at this, this club. Um, how he's got all the players, you know, motivated to be able to say, I don't want to break. Let's do it. Let's go and win this league, you know. Um, but he's super quick. I mean, he's got skills. He's got everything. He's got the pace. But, you know, you're right. You know, everyone was saying that, yeah, you, goalkeeper should never be beaten there at the near post like that. 
that was, I kept looking, I didn't, again, at the game, it's hard to tell, but when I got back and I looked at the replays on, on Twitter or the TV, I thought, God, that was so fast. I don't think a goalkeeper, yeah. the goalkeeper wasn't in error. I don't think, I don't think, you know, this is a layman man's talking. I don't think the goalkeeper. didn't have time to assess himself, just I think. so That's fast. What... How can yeah. you save it? And it was such an acute angle and it was such a small area and it was pinpoint. It's not, I don't think there was many goalkeepers in the world that could have saved that, if any. No, he's um, definitely meant it. He's definitely not meant to oh cross God, yeah. it or anything like that. He's, he's meant no, to no, take no, a shot. Across. No, yeah. no, no, it was not across. But the build-up to it again, you know, it's 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 other players involved, and this is this is gr- the, the the lovely thing that you know. All right, we might not have one player scoring all the goals, but what we have got is a collective, collective. players. If the, if they're not scoring, they're all chipping in. I yeah. still keep hearing things about Jesus. Yeah, but he's only scored four or five goals. But it's what he does. With the guy I was standing next to at the game. Yeah, but Jesus hasn't scored many goals. But he does everything else. What? What that's why we're top of the league. You know, yeah. we talk about we always wonder at Liverpool in the day in the last few years, Liverpool's got the number of goals they've scored. Man City goes without saying how many goals they've scored. But we're only a plus two difference now behind City. And they've got Leeds away. And I'm telling you something, Leeds are gonna give them a game. They play like they did against us, they will. Let's hope they do play like they did yeah. against us, at least for the so, second half. Um, you know, it doesn't matter that we haven't got prolific scorers, you know, scoring to tens and twenties at the moment. But we've still got a good goal difference. And we've got, as you said earlier, we've got so many players that can do it. All our front three against scored yesterday. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, lovely to see. And Perfect. the biggest one, maybe for the confidence, Mike, is someone that I've been hypercritical of in the past, though. I was very complimentary of him last season, but but I thought Eddie was was really great, and he and he was the best goal of the game, um, best finish of the game, best move of the game. Um, where's where you're at, Mike? Because it's a huge blow losing Gabriel Jesus. That's no slight yes. on Eddie. It just is a huge blow. Um, but but Eddie, he's a different type of player. But but he he, he started off really well into this run of games, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he he did. Really, I thought he did really well. Um, first half. There was a couple of times where he 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 held the ball up and he laid it off, showed a bit of strength. He was backing into uh, defend, uh, defenders, laying the ball off, and he was getting appreciation from the crowd. You could hear that they were appreciating the work that he was doing. Um, I think we're ready. That you know we know he's confident. You know he had that pod, that podcast and he was saying he just wants to play. He's got belief in his in his um his ability, which is great. You know he he scores goals. You know that I think that's his eleventh goal in eleven starts, which. What other what other Premier League striker has got got figures like that apart from outside of Haaland and and um, Salah and, um, and and Kane? You know, so you know you've got to put respect on, on the guy's name. You know, again, it's another because he's he's from the academy maybe, and he's not been bought, and he hasn't got any sort of fanfare or hype around him. People are, are talking about him like that, but I, I you know not to be too dramatic about it and. Um, I know we, we we keep things you know on the level you know on on this pod which, which is I'm sorry which is why it's so great but <clears throat> I, 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 that that goal could be the most important goal that he might score in his career and for us this season in terms of what it brings in terms of the confidence for him and the belief to go on he, he hasn't scored a tap in he hasn't scored a, a, a one off his arse or off his off his off his shoulder whatever or his stomach <clears throat> he's proper felt. The defender where he is, he's rolled him, and then he's he's slotted it right in the right in the you know the side netting, um, you know in the in front of North Bank, you know to finish off a a a, a three points in the, in the London derby. He saw his celebration. He was saying, "I'm here, you know, I I'm here. I'm not going anywhere." So you know, and he was doing that, 
because he's doing that to the people who he, he, he knows. His people being on Twitter and social media saying stuff about him and stuff like that. And he's saying to him, I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm doing what I'm doing. And another thing, you need to see the, the celebrations of the other players. There's pictures of him celebrating that goal. And every player you can see, it's a couple of shots. Every single player that's running towards him has got a massive smile on his face. Because they want this guy to do well. They see what he does in training and they want him to, they want him to do well. So hopefully, touching on what happened in the first half, where maybe they're not having that confidence in him yet and giving him the ball in the situation, they will say now, look, we've got to trust him. And when those players come together, you can hear a couple of the players saying, AD, AD, you know, what the, what the fans do. So there's that team spirit, you know, Neil saying that, 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 that brotherhood there. That they they they're, they're backing this guy. They're, they're behind him. So I think this got that goal could be so important for him going forward, man. Because I don't think Jesus is coming back anytime soon. So they're probably looking probably end of March, maybe stuff like that. Um, so you know we we've, we've got to back him. We've got to, we've got to hopefully touch what he stays fit. And um, yeah, just 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 keep keep feeding him. Just getting getting the ball to him in the box because he's probably the best finisher we've got in the club. Yeah, some people really? liken him to like a a mild young version of of Wright. I was seeing yesterday, and obviously, I think that's that's very high praise. But and he's got ways to go for that. But it was definitely a right like finish. I mean, snapped it head down, knew where the goal was, didn't even have to look up. A lovely little roller defender. Again, Odegaard's played a ball that he knows what to do. He's played a ball where he's told him what to do with it <laughs> by the the weight of the pass and everything. People. People, you, you'd be seeing that for about five years if Urza would play that pass. Um, honestly, it just—it's just the weight of it. Um, again, you can't you can't um, forget about Ben White's little little dink of trickery before that moment, but um, which was lovely. Oh, I got. Um, but I, I, I wonder, do you think we need to play any different with Eddie Mike? Because his hold up plays improved so much. And it's credit to Arteta as a coach, but it's not to the level of Gabriel Jesus. I mean, Gabriel Jesus is basically, he would hold the ball up and then beat two or three. And Eddie's not quite at that level yet. Maybe he will no. be in time. Um, so I just wonder, um, we're, we're probably going to have a player that stays a little bit more central with Eddie, right? He's not going to deviate as much left and right. He does it a little bit and we were no. asking him to do it. So I, I'm just wondering if, if you think we'll, we didn't look like we did really adjust our play too much. I felt West Ham was so negative, even before yeah. the goal. They were so deep, weren't they? They've got Declan Rice and Paqueta in midfield. They've got to be yeah. one of the best midfield pairings on paper, but just yeah. sat on the edge of their box, weren't they? It's just, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think, yeah, I think, the only thing I'd say is just this fitness. I think towards the last 10 minutes, he was oh, absolutely blown. He's absolutely knackered. There's, so watching him and can't remember who else it was, but they just weren't pressing. They just letting, letting the West Ham defenders come out and put a little bit of pressure on us in the last, you know, last 10 minutes a little bit. And yeah, he looks, he looks completely out on his feet. I think if, you know, against opposition, I think if you've got someone like uh, Erdegaard, you know, doing, able to thread things through like that, he'll just be able to find him like he did. And he'll just drag us forward a little bit. Uh, and then if we play against teams that will hit us on the counter, we know he's dangerous on the counter as well, you know, because he can, he can stretch his legs. He's not absolutely rapid, but he can definitely get the ball and hold it up and do, and do some damage. So I don't think we'll have to, adjust it that much as long as those players that are there that are around him if someone else comes out you know if Saka maybe he's not in the team and then maybe you know Martinelli you know, then maybe you have to adjust it a little bit you know because that quality that level isn't there if you're having to maybe have Mark Marquinhos or something like that for example um, but if you get your boy in then maybe we won't have to worry about it you know we can uh, just put him up there by himself and he'll just <laughs> he'll just just rip everyone to pieces but yeah. um, but no I, th I think we, I think um, as long as the players are around that's the thing people will say oh Eddie 
But last season, what, you know, the, the team we had last season, the team we had now in terms of the output and the performances, it's like chalk and cheese, isn't it? You know, it's it's completely different. So he's been plugged in to a team that's got, you know, that have been doing, you know, seven out of 10 performances, seven out of, you know, uh, you know on average for the, for the, you know, 14, 15 games so far this season. So um, as long as they're all around him, I think, I think we'd be fine. I don't have to adjust too much, yeah. not at all. And unlike Jesus, who maybe needed, uh, didn't need a goal, I mean, he hadn't scored in 10 or, or 11, you do feel that might be quite critical for Eddie's confidence, especially early on in his, um, you know, runner games, um, to, to get that goal. He doesn't need to get one every game necessarily, but hopefully if he can come out of this with, you know, close to the record that he's on at the moment from starts, then we'll still be at the top of the league, won't we? But um, there's tougher tests to come, but he did, I thought it was a really terrific um start for him because people have been questioning him even in pre-season right but pre-season so hard to judge in, in middle of the season it's, you don't really know what you're dealing with and, and, and you know it's a haphazard team and all that sort of stuff Neil um, Ben White I felt Ben White found the game so easy that in the last 20 minutes he was basically doing he was basically showboating I don't know if you remember there was a few points in where he was just like basically just he wasn't going anywhere he was just holding off the West Ham player until uh, they gave him a free kick but he's He's so good, Ben White, and obviously there's been some controversy about him with the England setup and da 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 da. I'm expecting deep down Ben White couldn't believe that Harry Maguire was starting instead of him. But um, and when you watch him, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, today Luke Shaw started at centre back instead of Harry Maguire. I mean, that's that's what you're dealing with, Gareth Southgate. You know what can you say? But um, but you no, know, I thought I thought it would maybe someone we don't touch on much when it's such an attacking performance. But Ben Wright's really got that right back position on lockdown and some people are now saying well is he a right back that can play centre back rather than a centre back that can play right back and that's, that's credit to him isn't it really absolutely we got we can, he can do both I think um, but he's taking that position with a plum just just means that Tommy Asu is uh, you know he's pushed aside a little bit because I think Tommy Asu is a good player in his own right at that position so um, again, another another nice headache. I'll say a headache, but I always call it a nice headache that we've got options. Uh, defensively, we are sound. We are we are so sound. We can mix and match. Michael, you've mentioned it before. We're so so. There's so much versatility now at the back that we can do so many different things. If there are omissions through suspension or injury, I mean, I, I think we're completely covered. But you know, he's 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 brilliant, isn't he? You know, everyone was going on about his price tag. I think he's worth every penny. Every single penny. I've always thought, you know, football players' prices are ridiculous, but it is what it is. And, you know, everyone's raised a few eyebrows. It is. Um, I questioned it in fairness, so I can't deny it. Yeah. I, well, I think I did. Everyone thought, wow, that's that's quite a lot of money. But now when you see how he's doing and, you know, what he did for the, the third goal, wasn't it? The, the bit of skill to get that ball moving. I mean, Christ, this is, this is a right back or a centre back. And look what he's doing. And he's involved in everything. You know, in previous games, he's, he's been on the doing the overlaps if, if they're in attack. But he's also defensively good. He's, he's, he's got, he's, I think he's the complete player uh, for what we need in the way Arteta plays, I think, in my, in, in my opinion. Um, and I'm so glad because I was, as much as the Jesus injury hurt me, thinking, oh no, what's this going to do to us now? When he withdrew from the World Cup, I thought, what is going on? It's not an injury. So there's something going on mentally, and I thought, does that is that that might doesn't bode well for us if that's the case? I, I know it sounds a bit selfish. Obviously, I was concerned about him for, for first and foremost, but then I was thinking, such a good player, are we going to lose him now? Um, but he's come straight back in, and what a performance! It's one of his best performances, to be fair, because he was actually you're right. I remember the point where he 
I don't know if he faced off with one of the players. He had the ball and he just faced off and then pointed at him after he moved the ball. And I was like, and all the crowd were like going mental. So they were laughing. Think, what, what is he? It's, it's just like, he's in, he was so comfortable. He's Ridiculous. an incredible I athlete. I think that's what I underrated yeah. about him. He's an incredible athlete. He's fast, yeah. he's strong. He, I didn't know that about him. But he's no nonsense mm. as well, Jack. He's not. He, you know, he's not bothered about the media, the high, the limelight. He's not even a football fan. He, he's admitted that he doesn't watch the game. His family don't watch it. He sees it just as a job. And you know, sometimes you might think that there's some cons with that, but actually, in this case, it was working out to our benefit. You know, he's he's going in and doing the job, going home, getting on with his life, and then coming back. He's, he's, it, it's working. Yeah, and he's so it. professional. He's so professional with it. Um, but, you know, I, I loved I loved what he did with that third goal. I thought that was that was great to see him getting involved in that, as he is involved in quite a lot of the goals. And I think he's, he's given up so many options at the back because he can play in both positions. I even think with a shout, if he were desperate, he could even play in the, in the midfield as well. I think he could. He's that versatile. Technically a lot better than I thought, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was even so, a point, like we said, Cicely was slightly off it, and there was a point where Antonio was... Nick the ball he was in and Ben White in the first half he just covered really well in front of Saliba and he was just so switched on and he, he, I mean you saw with his post which he got criticism about as soon as he's back at Arsenal he's posting on Instagram he loves playing for us doesn't he and you could just tell he, he's a player that wants to play every week he's not a player that's going to sit on a bench happily anywhere um, and I'm sure a lot of players are like that but in particular you know he's played at Leeds every week he's played at Brighton every week uh, you know every game um, that's that's what he's there to, to do but um, there, there's a lot of shouts for, for, for Man match I think Mike wasn't it really encouraged because we know how we're going to play now but so many times when we've been like 2-1 up or 3-1 up we shut up shop but we're 2-1 up and 3-1 up and we bring Zinchenko on and we go up to another level Mike and yeah. suffocate them even more and like you said other than the last 5-10 minutes where I think we just got a little bit complacent it was one way traffic all the time yeah we should have probably tiredness as well obviously with, with, with it being you know, you know the, the amount of we had to expend in that second half to, to get to get back in front and win the game but um but yes, yeah, it's a big, big change in philosophy and the mindset that you know we're not bringing on Rob Holding. You know we're 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 bringing on uh, another guy to up the, the technical level of the of the team, so we could um, you know hopefully maintain a little bit more possession of the ball. And then obviously uh, Zinchenko doing his uh, his uh, walkies into the into the centre, centre midfield and um, confusing. Um, uh, Rice a little bit more, and who 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 was confused all game, really. To be fair, you know, if it, if he was just chasing shadows, and um, you know, basically, I think Odegaard. I think when he plays him next time, he'll just have a leash and just uh, put it around his neck and just have, have a walk around the uh, London Stadium. But uh, but no, it was great to. It was just great to see the way we. I don't want. I, I don't want to say it because I'll, I'll leave it to Neil because I know he's he's going to say something about title and Arsenal. He's going to link the two in a minute, but. Just the way we just looked so assured that second half, the what the how how um not methodical, because that's like being that's like playing like, you know, like a Chelsea or you know, just just run that result. But how confident we were in just like, you know, the, the passing the ball, switching it around and just doing the job, getting the job done. You know, there was panic. no panic at all. Um and that and that's like you know going you know going back to last year maybe you know maybe the year before where you know we knew we knew what happened when we went a goal down what 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 was to come you know it was just going to be panicking 150 crosses you know and, and, and stuff like that and nothing happening but um, no it's good to see Jinchenko back and, and and keep keep uh, keep people on their toes you know Tierney on his toes you know I think it'll be a matter of time before he's 
you know, swapped over properly and and then and then probably replaced um, in, in the summer. But no, we, we yeah we need all, all hands on the pump. So having him back in and yeah, um, getting ESR fit as well is going to be going to be yeah. key. Going to be going to be a really really massive plus if we can get him fit and, and get yeah, him involved. Yeah. Went top goal scorer last season, and no one mentions a thing yeah. about it. Arsenal yeah. fans do, but anyone else, they they, yeah. they act like we've not got any injuries. But he was a joint top goal scorer last season, so yeah. I mean that's pretty significant for any team, wouldn't it? Really, be so we, we're we're um, we, we're we're eager to get him back. I presume they're penciling in January 9th, the Oxford game for him. That's what I presume, you know, because they're saying he's back in training now. But obviously, he's probably going to play an under-21 game before he does anything in the first team because it's been that long. But um, So, yeah, a fantastic performance. I think, you know, we could all pick take our pick, but I, I would say overall 90 minutes, it's got to be Odegaard's um, man of the match. But you could certainly take your pick from a sacker and, and why that right side was really, really looking purring, really, wasn't it? Um, and uh, just brilliant, brilliant to see Wenger at that game and, and, and how we performed. And, uh, you know, it looks like we mean business again. Should we do three or four minutes on the, on the transfer window? So the latest is because it, I think it's moving quite quickly because every time I check Twitter every sort of couple of hours, I'm seeing sort of like more updates and not from your average journalists, just from people just like that we regard as quite high. So we've, we've, we've definitively had a bid turned down, but, um, my, my question uh, to Mike, I've got to stop with you, is um, obviously Mudrick's, according to all the reports, and I know, Neil, you're reluctant to believe him until the ticker taped up and all that sort of stuff, but but Mudrick, he's the, he's the number one target. Now, to be fair, this time last year, it was Vlavic, and it didn't really move anywhere yeah. for us. You know, I think the difference here is, I expect other clubs to come in for Mudrick, like Newcastle and people like that, but I think the difference here is it does seem like this player is like desperate to join Arsenal yeah. specifically. Um, mm-hmm. I just wonder, one, what do you think of the player? Do you think the deal will get done? And, and two, with the Jesus injury and anything else you think the squad needs, do you think anything else is vital to get done this month or could be? I think I think the Madrid deal will definitely get done. I think um, you know the the board they're going to back Arteta, and you know the, I know um, I think someone's come out come out and said that oh they're going to wait a little bit, it's going to drag a little bit because they basically want an auction, don't they? You know that's 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 the normal thing. Oh, it's not going to get sorted out. In a couple of days, it's going to get it's not going to, it's going to get sorted out on our terms. Oh, it might be the summer. No, I don't think so. You know, you, know, you just want to you just want to auction. You just want to raise the price. You want people like Newcastle to sniff around and put a silly bid in, or maybe even even Chelsea just for just for banter because that, that's what they just seem to do these days. Just throw, chuck chuck money at, at, at everyone and totally disrupt the market like they've done in the past and looks like they want to do again. But um, no, I think Modric, uh, yeah. Um, it all, everything all sounds like, you know, the guys, you know, he, he's putting stuff up on Instagram and he, him watching us and, um, the interview he did with, with, uh, Zinchenko's other half and, and, and stuff. So yeah, I think it, 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 it will be done pretty much, you know, hopefully first, you know, as soon as the, the windows open a couple of days in maybe, cause as I, t- I said in that interview with, um, with, with old Spitty, Spitty McGee, uh, what is it, uh, uh Carragher? Um, image. <laughs> um, he basically said January's unprecedented, unprecedented. So in terms of the games, you know, that are going to be coming, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be insane. So you need to get bodies in. Well, what's the point waiting to the end of the month? You know, you know, last minute, you know, transfer deadline day, he's got, you know, Sky Sports special and, and have, you know, him coming then. No, get him in as soon as you can, um, implement it into the squad as soon as you can. And yeah, um, I think if it is someone like um, Cedric looks like he might go to Fulham, you know, you know, then that might be um, obviously that opens up, you know, a little bit of freeness for um, Tomiyasu if he stays fit. 
Um, centre mid. I mean, they still keep talking about um, Tillemans, isn't it? But I mean, you 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 made a great shout in, in, the, in the chat about ESR, which probably you you might mention later in terms of that because I think that's a that'd be a brilliant shout because then we don't we need to worry about that side of things, you know, and then and then maybe we can invest in somewhere else. But I, I'd say Mudrick is probably the one, you know, that would definitely get over the line. Anything else, it would just depend, I think, on, you know, touch wood, if a, if a, if a bad injury comes in or, or, or serious not comes into one of the key players and it doesn't seem like we can afford to have the squad short in that department. So um, I know we're getting that defender in in, in, in the summer, it looks like, from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. It looks like that. That's, Indica. That's Indica, yeah. But, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so but I think yeah, Madrid, yeah. If if we just end up having him, that'd be that that'd be fine. I'd be yeah, absolutely yeah. buzzing with that. Absolutely, and you, you've already seen the, the obviously post World Cup markets are usually crazy anyway. But now it's post World Cup January markets, so it's a bit weird to judge. But already there's movement, right? Chelsea are signing people they never heard of. Um, Liverpool, Gakpo, Liverpool don't make a lot of signings, let alone before windows have already opened and they've, and they've already signed someone. Um, um, so it feels like the market is is moving already, Neil. So that makes you think that, you know, it's more likely deals will get done. And, and Arteta has been very, very vocal about deals getting done and trying to do deals early and all that sort of stuff. And so I do sense that if we're going to do something, we're not going to let it drag out too much. Do, do you, um, um, like Mike said, you know, that's the one. Um, do you think we, we, we look at the, the short-term market in the striker position? I personally find it really difficult to believe we're going to sign a centre-mid after... In the summer, <clears throat> El Nenny and Party were both injured, and we still didn't do it. So, um, you know, I find it now they're both fit. Touch wood. I'm, I'm like, I'm going. Oh, I can't see it. You know, unless it's someone to replace El Nenny in five months' time that we bring in early or something like that. But, um, but Neil, um, what do you think? Is is it is it that one player that we put all in on? I think so. I think the, the all stops on him. Um, is is from what we've seen, from what the clips you showed, you showed us on the. Uh, the group chats guy looks absolutely devastating. Um, he's great friends with uh, Sinchenko. We know how much Sinchenko already feels about the club. He's probably giving him all the encouragement, all the good vibes to come. I think he's they're just going to all stops to get this lad in. And if he's liking our wins on his social media, I mean that's that's a good sign that he definitely wants to come to Arsenal. And let's hope we don't get a bidding war with stupid clubs just doing it for for banter, as Michael alluded to. You know, it's just. Yeah, Newcastle leave us alone. reported his interest. <clears throat> Just leave us alone. Let us get on with it. Newcastle can get any player they want in the world when they when their time comes. You know, leave us alone. Let us have yeah. our moment. And uh, I, I I'll be happy with that if it's just that one. Um, I have always said, as you know, that I, I think we do. I am a little bit concerned about the the midfield position, but you know, from what you were saying about Smith Rowe earlier, that that is a good shout. So we might not even need to do that. Um, and it keeps everyone else in their same positions because why break something that isn't, you know, why, why fix something that isn't broken? So, you know, Eddie's all right. It's only one game. I know he's still, he's still got uh, to, to prove that, you know, he can do it on a more consistent level, but like you guys said, that goal was so important for him. He manufactured it. It wasn't a tap in. He manufactured the goal. And that being the case, surely that's heaped so much confidence on the guy. Um, and you can't say it's because, oh, we were, we were winning the game comfortably and, you know, uh, we were five nil up. It's not that, you know, it was 2-1. 2-1, even if we're controlling, it's still delicate. It's still fragile. You know, they could get a, another penalty and, you know, the points are dropped. So it was still an important goal and he manufactured it. So I, I, I want to try, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do, you know, James has done good. James has backed him from the start. 
and I want to I want to start doing the same. Yes. And I want to have faith, get, you know, put my faith in him and you know, let's let's hope that while Jesus isn't around that he does the business so not so much striker, maybe midfielder but maybe not but Mudrick for me. Yeah. 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 Just don't, don't And let me just quickly say and let me just quickly say before 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 I forget, I just want to show say a little shout out to Partey because I thought his recovery against Mr. Rice again was fantastic for one of the goals. I can't remember. Was it the first goal? I can't remember which one it was. But he, the recovery tackle against Declan Rice. Declan Rice just got it, sm- got smashed by every player. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone, everyone was raving about him and said he's the next big thing. Well, he's going to come to Arsenal. And I'm like, well, we, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'd rather, I think you could find someone that is not English for half the price that is better than Declan Rice. In my opinion, when I watch Declan Rice, I think he's going to cost 70 million and you could look, you know, even over at Brighton and get someone for half of that. Um, and that, that is probably technically better and provide more for us from that position. He's a, he's a, he's an, he's an English, like English players, fans love that type of player, runs all day, kicks you. Um, but I don't know, for me, I don't see the technical quality to level that we would want. Um, so I hope we don't do that. I hope we don't start going down the expensive, um, you know, highly regarded English route. I don't regard White as one of those because no one really, everyone was like, oh, M White, who's he play for? That kind of stuff, right? But the, 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 if you look at City, I think their biggest mistakes of when they've gone down that route, other than with Sterling, but recently Grealish, Calvin Phillips. I don't know for me. I don't know if they're going to really. You think they're going to start for, for City in, in title winning sides? I, I don't think they will. I don't think they will personally. So let's see. And they can afford to do that. We can't afford to do that. It has to be the right player for the right price and all that sort of stuff. But um, should we do predictions for Brighton? They, they look really. Good, Brighton. We have a tricky time, a little bit of a bogey team for us, and it's away. It's a tough game. I think Saicedo is out, I want to say. Um, fifth, yeah, fifth yellow card. So maybe yeah, that helps a little bit, but I don't know. Their new coach is, is doing, he's, and, he, and they're doing really good against big sides as well, aren't they, um, under their new coach? So, um, Mike, let's do um, predictions and first goal scorer for Brighton on Saturday. Yeah, it'll be tight. I think 2 1. I'll go 2 1. Us to win it 2 1. And uh, I'll go uh, Odegaard. Thanks. First goal. Ooh, Odegaard. Love it. Love it. Uh, Neil, predictions first score? Oh, I'm, I'm, I normally don't copy, but I will. I think 2 1 as well. I'm going to go with Saka. I'm going to go Saka and Eddie. Saka and Eddie. Yeah. We don't have a much rotational options for this. Maybe Zinchenko comes in and that is about it. Maybe. Well, maybe he's got his first goal push. for us, as good as he's been. So, you know. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. True. True. I'll go. I think it's going to be a very tough game, but I'll go. I'll go one. Nil. They, they smashed Southampton, didn't they, in the week? They did, I think. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go one nil. One nil Arsenal. Martinelli. One nil Arsenal. Martinelli. I'll go. I'll go that. So, try Take that all day. Yeah, yeah, we take all of those results, all of them, please. Um, but this was our 100th episode. Oh, um, yes. Since the wow. relaunch-ish. I wanted to say it a bit wow. more at the start. Completely forgot. Um, since <laughs> we sort of started posting on, you know, different mediums, YouTube, stuff Congratulations. like that. Congratulations. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've done about a thousand of these, but, but I think it's 100 <laughs> since then. That was that, what Anthony was telling me. Um, Arteta's boys, Hammer Moyes is what we're going to call it. And um, Mike, when you, I, I'm subscribed. I've not seen a post-game one for you yet. you got one coming up? No, no. Um, yeah, just obviously a bit men- mental here. Uh, Maybe one just before the, the Brighton game. If not, it'll be after that. And it will just encompass okay. everything else. But because obviously so many games now, it's going to be quite, yeah. quite tricky. But no, um, yeah, it would be great to have James on, obviously, for the 100th one as well. Obviously, he's all right, he's not feeling well, so hopefully, he get better, um, um, mm. uh, mate. But, um, but yeah, um, 
look at this hundredth game, a hundredth pod. Sorry, uh, top of Christmas, top for the new year as well. You know, we start twenty twenty three with Wenger as well, regard, regardless of whatever happens or uh, the weekend. Fantastic, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can all say obviously up the Arsenal, but also up the yeah. Leeds because Leeds play City <laughs> and then they play Newcastle. So. <laughs> Go yeah. on the lead. Come on, dirty leads. Go um, <laughs> on the leads. I'm going to buy my lead shirt just for a week and then throw it in the bin. Uh, but I saw that and I was like, okay, oh, all right, brilliant. Jesse Marsh, what you got for me? Like, they better show up like they did against oh, us. That's it. all I'll yeah. say. They look oh. like they were on something when they were against us. Oh. It was, I couldn't believe it. Probably the hardest game we've had all season, in fairness. Yeah. I know we lost yeah. United, but... Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. back to the wall for about 45 minutes for us. And yeah. that was really, that was not familiar. But um, boys, thank you so much. I think I kept it around an hour, which is incredible for me, to be honest, because I'm, I'm shocking at that. So um, keep it, um, follow Arsenal above all um, on um, Twitter yeah, and on YouTube. Just subscribe to it. I'm subscribed. Um, subscribe you. to us, go to Purely Arsenal FP on Twitter. We're there as well. I think we're always retweeting each other's pods as much as we can. Yeah. So um, yeah. there's always a pod. There's a pod somewhere for you to listen to, hopefully post-game, pre-game, all that sort of stuff. None of us do any sort of selling of stuff, which no. is good. We don't do any of that yet. So we're not doing any of that. Not selling your manscaped ads or whatever. Um, you know, we don't do any of that. It's all Arsenal. So, yeah. All right. But cheers, boys. Um, love Good one, Jack. The Arsenal post-Brighton. We'll, we'll, we'll be back. Come on, boys. Come on, top of the league.